Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here comes Brown. And that ball was hit high and deep down the right field line. Tucker looking. It is gone! Inside the right field foul pole. An opposite field home run for Adolis Garcia. The home run streak stretches to four. The Rangers lead four to one. That's courtesy of the Rangers radio network. And the Rangers go on to advance to the World Series. I called them a buzzsaw after beating Tampa and the Orioles. And and then after facing some adversity, they turned that buzzsaw back on. Uh, no one won at home in this series. No. 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 No, home field disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, it's really a disadvantage with no one can win at home, and you're the team with four games at home. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very unusual. And if I remember, they weren't a very good road team. Like, I mean, this is they haven't lost a road game. Yeah. Eight straight. Yeah. Ooh, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Jeremy, I'm, this team is on a run. I think Mike Bordick said it best. He never thought offense could carry a team. The offense is carrying this this baseball team. Oh, there's no question. Um, they've been mashing. Whether you want, and the funny thing is, like some of their guys, really, Marcus Semyon hasn't got going. It's Corey Seager that that upper decker that he hit yesterday was just to, to kind of get the ball rolling for him and get everything going against Christian Javier. I really feel like he set the tone. But Garcia, they had that damn ump cam, which I can't stand when they're using that. Um, I'd rather watch behind the pitcher, and, and that way you could tell when things are balls and strikes and everything. The only time the ump cam worked was when Garcia just pimped the hell out of that home run, turned around, looked at it like, what's up? <laughs> you going to hit me again? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, the offense has been carrying them because they're – I mean, Jordan Montgomery's been good. Evaldi's been good. That's kind of it, right? Like, Texas, you've been yeah. – Scherzer has not been good at all. I didn't expect him to be good, but – and uh, you're looking at the situation now, and I hope they get the Phillies because I think it's a better matchup, but Arizona might have something to say about that. Yeah. Arizona's been pretty good, too. Flip to that side, Ed, um, this team has held it together with duct tape and bubblegum, the Arizona Diamondbacks, because the Phillies, when the Phillies have won, they've been dominant. When Arizona's won, they won. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, yeah. It's like a, a, a different, the same results, different way of going about it. Yeah, no, it's very different. I mean, you know, when they won, it was 2-1, 6-5, like that. Um, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, 
they're there. This is now a one-game series. All everything's everything that's been played before this doesn't matter. It comes down to one game, and that's it. Do you guys like? So what I brought up earlier, and I'll bring it back up again. The going back to your starters on their side session day and asking them to give you an inning or two innings. Like it's something you don't do all year, and then all of a sudden in the biggest game of the season, you're going to go, "Hey, you've never done this. Why don't we try this now and see if it works out?" Yeah. And again, I'm not, I don't think it's a good idea when teams do it, but because it's you know, if if I was going to say, "Hey, we're going to bring back Jordan Montgomery for for an inning," you're going to be like, "Oh, that's awesome! Man. He was great in game one. He went six scoreless or what?" But I don't think it's the same thing. Like I, I don't know why teams do it all the time. I, I'm not. I'm not saying they should do it, Jeremy. But teams claim it's the same side session that they would do anyway. The pitchers don't look the same, the though. They just don't look the same I, to me. I see. I don't believe. You ever? I, I have. I don't know if you. Have any of you guys ever had a hamstring injury? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have you ever played with a hamstring injury? I have, but it's very hard. Okay. Yeah. I remember. Injured my hamstring. I injured my hamstring a lot. It's the right one. Injured a lot. Uh, first time I injured it in college, and I got it bad. I got it bad. It held me out maybe a week from games. And on the side, Jeremy, I was digging, cutting, going back and forth, side to side. And it was fine. As soon as I hit the ball and got out of the batter's box, I dropped to my knee. Because game running is different from Practice running. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's there's a different sense of urgency. There's a different, in my opinion, a different twitch to it when you're in games. So I said that to say that side session, you could be throwing 96 miles an hour. But it's different throwing 96 miles an hour and trying to miss bats. It, yeah, there's there's no question. And and like even with what what's going on with Max Scherzer, he's trying to come back soon. He didn't get a rehab, yeah. you know, he didn't get the chance to kind of build back up. He just said, No, throw me back into the fire. Because he's a different type of animal, but again, I just don't think it's good. I, I don't like switching things up and changing everything you've done all year long. I understand when your back's against the wall, you'll make decisions. Or they try call to it de- call it desperation. Don't try mm-hmm. to justify it by saying, "Well, it's a side session." It's desperation. It is what it is. Yeah, and you didn't even ask. So you asked us both, and Ed, I've never had hamstring injuries. I have great legs. Okay. Um, calves and and hamstrings, quads, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, leading up to a nice dumper slash turd cutter. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed, for you. And so, like, it's it's one of the things that I, it's been good on my body the entire life. Back, terrible. It's just terrible. I pulled my groin. My groin. I pulled my groin. Yeah, George St. Pierre. I didn't do that till I was 40. No, that, was, that was a chronic injury in football. I almost got I mean, caught it was awful. I was 11. What? What? Nothing. I did it playing softball up in Hartford Community College. The dirt was kind of loose, and I was running on it, and my foot did a did a turn. I just felt, ah, oh, what's that? See, I thought it was a hernia because I never That's a nagging injury. It's so yeah. funny you say that because, like, I, uh, when I had to have my hernia surgery, because I, again, me joking about, I, I didn't have a lot of hamstring, calf issues. Right. Like, even ankle issues. You I, weren't I, fast. No, I, I was really fast. Well, but, like, my ankles, like, I um, tore a tendon in my ankles once, but, like, I could, they were like rubber. If I rolled my ankle, I'd be right back on it playing. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing though is, is what Rob's talking about is like all of a sudden I was running and I'm like, damn, what the hell's wrong with me? Like I can't, I wasn't, I was basically swinging my leg around. So it was like, you know, your gait when you're running, Yeah, I was, it almost felt like I was pulling my leg yeah. and trying to run. And I was already at this point in my life, extremely slow. Mm-hmm. So it just made me even slower. And I'm going, what the hell's going on? So finally I went to the doctor, got checked out. 
needed a damn triple hernia. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm out there trying to run. Like, I got three hernias. It's like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Well, I win. I had one in the top oh, one. I, yeah. I had one that I could see when I was lifting. would come out like, <laughs> like an alien. Really an alien head. I get the surgery. I had four. Oh. He found four of them. My, the one in my belly button was really tiny. <sighs> well, this was big. And I noticed it in a photo. So it was a photo here. Yeah. I was like, what so, the hell is that? It's all in line. Mm -hmm. Tiny in your belly button, tiny but no You put mesh in my is body. Is Lamar Jackson an MVP form or do you need to see more? We'll talk about that at 930. But on the other side, Jeremy Kahn, it's the Daily Line. Great day yesterday. I swept the board. I went 3-0. and Called the under in the Vikings game, the over in the Rangers game, the under in the Phillies game. All three hit. We'll come back. As Ed pointed out earlier, full slate of NHL games. NBA is back, baby. Two great matchups tonight. Super excited. And we have college football. So I'll give it all to you. That's coming up next uh, on The Daily Line right here on the Big Bad Morning Show. I almost said the world is stupid. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And the 2-2 to Marsh with two outs in the ninth. Strike three call, got him looking. This one is over. Game six belongs to the Diamondbacks, which forces game seven in this National League series tomorrow night, right back here at Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, this is a Citizens Bank Park. That's where it's at. Courtesy of the Diamondbacks. All right. Was that the radio network? You really does sound like that. That's got to be orchestrated, right? It can't be. This is what's happening going on. It's like, like on. all the ex-presidents of surface. Yeah. <laughs> you mean fabricated? <laughs> yeah. You can go over to your grandmother's house and start a small fire in her panties. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, get into what happened last night. So, of course, Arizona won, forces a game seven. Got a big game seven tonight. I'll talk about the pitching matchup here in a second. We've got college football tonight, two games. Liberty's in action, Rob, which we'll talk about. Right. Uh, yeah, damn right you will. And as Ed pointed out, NHL tonight... Um, they're going to have, like, everybody's playing, and, like, every 15 minutes we get a game going off, so it's going to be kind of cool. So 
Um, and then we also have the NBA opening up tonight. NFL owns Sundays. Liberty owns Tuesdays. Do they? Mm-hmm. They own again? The NBA's back, so ain't nobody watching Liberty anymore. <laughs> well, I'll start with that because I, I am somebody. I don't love the college uh, slate tonight as we have New Mexico State. It's, it's the same teams we get every Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Liberty, Western Kentucky, New Mexico State, Louisiana Tech. Uh, La Tech, minus two over New Mexico State. Not on the game. I'll take Western Kentucky plus the four and a half at home against Liberty. Um, a lot of money coming in on Liberty. Western Kentucky, I'll take the home dog here. Don't love the game, but that's where I'm at with it. Uh, let's go to the NHL tonight, Ed. And yes. kind of look around the league and see what we have because we got a lot. And everybody. A ton of games. Um, you start to look at it. The big favorites today, Florida's a minus 270 favorite roughly over San Jose. San Jose is going to be terrible. LA is a 180 favorite over Arizona. Boston's a huge favorite over Chicago. New Jersey's a huge favorite over Montreal. Uh, and then you get the ones where it's like, these are the ones that I typically look at. Nashville, minus 120 over Vancouver. I would look at the Canucks there. I would look at Dallas over Pitt as a small favorite at minus 125. Uh, but there are two games that stand out to me in the NHL tonight. I'll probably find another one later to throw on the card. But um, right now, as we're looking at it, there's two totals. I like Arizona and L.A. to go over the six and a half. By the way, I'm seeing Buffalo and Ottawa at seven. I like that over as well, too. Seven. Seven at seven. Sorry. I get seven. You, get you going six, with friends again. Five, seven, seven, seven. <laughs> that is such a funny scene. Arizona, L.A. over six and a half. And I like Philly. Might have been her funniest scene. Yeah. yeah. Philly and Vegas under six would be the other one in the NHL. I guess I'll toss it over to you. Any of these matchups really stand out to you? Is there a game tonight that you really want to watch? You mentioned the um, the Caps. I was looking at their under. They're just not very good, and they're, they're facing not good. Toronto. They're, re- they're not. I mean, I hate to say it, but I think they're they're going to really struggle this season. That's going to be a uh, rough. The year. one I do like, believe it or not, is um, Joe. Who's your team this year? New Jersey, Montreal. Same yeah. one as you, buddy. We're Rangers fans, right? Or you're a Flyers fan. I'm or a you are fan. a, I'm a oh, Okay, fan. I thought you were a Flyers. The Red Wings. I thought it was a Flyers I like fan. the Flyers. Oh, you're a Red Wings fan. I like the Flyers when they're playing against the Caps. Oh, you're a Red Wings fan. That's what it is. Oh, or I man. thought you were a Calgary Flames fan. No, I'm a Calgary Flames fan. Exactly. You're a Flames fan. I'm a Flamer. <laughs> is that what their fans are called? I think yes. You, yeah. Flamers? I like it. But to your question, though, I like what's the line of Montreal and New Jersey? Montreal and New Jersey. Right now, we have New Jersey's minus two thirty-five. That means Montreal's plus about one ninety-five. I'd go to the Canadians. Really? Yep. I don't know how they're playing so well. They were like a last last place team or next. They were terrible last year. Yeah, terrible. And all of a sudden, they were off to a pretty good start. And I, I could see an upset here because I knew New Jersey would be a big favorite. Well, let's get to the stuff everyone wants to talk about, right? We get the opening of the NBA, uh, and we get Major League Baseball. You guys want to start with NBA and finish with baseball? We've talked a lot of baseball. Wait, let's do baseball, okay? So here, hey, we got a pitching matchup. I love he asked us what we want, and then he decided what he's going to do anyway. Well, you were eating anyways. I was leaving your ass alone. Look at you. What do you got over there? What you got? Tuna. You know what my favorite? My favorite thing about You don't smell it. You don't smell it. I know I don't, but I I just don't like tuna. But Rob going over to, I I guess this is like, you know when you go to the ballpark and you got a condiment station and there's like mustard, ketchup, all this stuff? Rob's got his condiments over there in the corner that he wants to get when he's he's getting it. What's so funny? You guys are chatting back and forth. What's up? What is it? Go ahead. Just bring it to the air. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I may disturb you. That was rude of me while you're reading to do that. What? 
open up a pack of tuna in the kitchen because you can. Uh, <laughs> so with baseball, I know, I definitely, it. it's a matchup of Brandon Fat taking on Ranger Suarez. Suarez was good in their last spot. I said Sanchez. I meant Suarez earlier. Um, yeah, going up. Uh, like I don't think he, both of these guys were great in the first matchup. I don't know that they'll be great tonight, but again, any sign of don't look the same, this isn't right, they're going to go to the bullpen. I like the under here of eight. The weather supports the under. It's going to be chilly tonight again in Philly. Weather will be similar Mm -hmm. to here. Uh, Harder to hit home runs. Not that it's impossible. There's a lot of power on both these teams. But I like taking shots on the under, and I know like if this were a regular season game, I'm probably all over the over um, with the pitchers that we have and everything considered. Mm But I just think they make quick switches if, if either one of these guys tend to struggle. They have to. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm on the under in that game as well, under eight. Now, the NBA, this is where I wanted to finish because, you know, it's, look, it's starting off. It's exciting. We got two games. Suns are at the Warriors and Lakers Nuggets. It's weird, too, having two, like, West Coast games. Um, and I know, like, Nuggets, Lakers will be going off at 730, which feels weird. They'll get their rings tonight. I would lean towards the over in that game. Um, I may even lean towards the, the Lakers plus the points that opening night. Figuring, but people have been talking about Julian Strother, the kid from Gonzaga that the Nuggets drafted. Like, mm-hmm. keep your eye on him. This Nuggets team, I mean, look, I don't know if there will be any hangover from last year, but this is one, one of these teams that we talk about every year that's really good in the regular season, have, a fun, have the best home field or home court advantage in the NBA because of playing at altitude uh, and how that can change everything. On the flip side, Golden State and Phoenix – I, I'm kind of surprised I'm seeing a little bit more money coming in on Golden State early. I'm on Phoenix tonight. Uh, I know it's a home opener for Golden State. You got Chris Paul in a revenge game. Um, could be a fun one. Now we got Bradley Beal there. We get to see how the Suns look. I know there might be some conventional wisdom to say that they could come out and look flat in the beginning. And then kind of, you remember when the the Heat first started off with the big three and everybody's like, yeah. wait a minute, why are they... I mean, they weren't bad or anything, but they were like six and three to start out. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I thought this team was going to win. And then eventually they I just, thought they were going to win 90 games out of an 82 game schedule. That's what everybody thought. But yeah. uh, for, just for betting purposes, I'm on the Suns tonight. I'm on the Lakers over. My favorite plays this evening would be um, I do like the Phillies and Diamondbacks to go under, and I like the Suns a lot tonight. There you go. There you go, Jeremy Conn. That's it. Joe LaCroix's encore at 945. But on the other side, Lamar Jackson, is he an MVP form or you need to see more? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah, I mean, I've been working real hard with him on that myself personally with his, his, his running and then throwing late and seeing guys, so... I'm really glad it's been. I'm kind of taking a lot of pride in that myself as a coach. You know, that's that's just Lamar. That's Lamar. You know, being Lamar, I think it's one of his just some of his innate talent. How he sees the game is pretty special. By golly, hell yeah! That's just Lamar. You know, you ever see the the bit by Kevin Hart where he's doing his jokes that he sits sits up in the stool mm-hmm. and he starts rocking his feet because he can't the floor. That's what Lamar, that's what uh, John Harbaugh's doing when he talks about Lamar Joe. He's rocking his legs back and forth. That's just Lamar. <laughs> Golly gee. What he does. Is Lamar Jackson having, is he playing an MVP form? Yeah, yeah. he is actually. Yeah. Now, like, you hear us, we're not predicting that he's going to win the MVP because there's going to be about five or six guys playing an MVP form. They all can't win it. But you're saying he's playing at that. At that. 100% he is. Yeah. I mean, and you look at the guy. I mean, you're always going to have Mahomes in the conversation. Yeah. Until was playing that way in the beginning of the season, but Lamar has, if not betrayed by his receivers in the game, was it the Steeler game? And <laughs> yeah. then, you know, now he's just annihilated the, the Lions. I mean, if he could do this, he's certainly going to be in the conversation. Look, he's just been playing out of his. Well, I mean, I, we go back to last game. He played out of his mind here. I, I think you got some opportunities to build off of with some of the teams you're going to face and having a lot of your games at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you when you see him play like he did, and again, it wasn't against a subpar team. This was a team with five wins. Like Ed, and, and, and you weren't wrong for having him in there, but you had him in your top three teams, right? The Lions? Yeah. Yeah, and they deserve to Absolutely. be there because of how they've played and who they've beaten. Yeah. I had the Chiefs in my top three, and hell, the Lions beat them. So when you look at it, they beat a really good team, and not just beat them. Like they, I mean, look at the numbers that Ken McCusick gave out. Like talking about Lamar being under pressure and hitting double-digit yardage passes on each one of those plays, except for one. Um, you talk about a team that went for it on fourth down in a record amount of times because of how far they fell behind early, and they felt like they should. And by the way, hats off to Dan Campbell for going. I don't care if we lose fifty to nothing or if we lose twenty-eight to nothing. A loss is a loss. Like we're trying to win a game. We're not trying to lose by. Less than 20. You know, we're, we're trying to win a game. Uh, RG3, former teammate of Lamar Jackson, also former, you know, dual threat phenom. Didn't last long for him in the National Football League. Was on Get Up this morning, and this is what he had to say about Lamar. This Ravens team that we saw on Sunday, they beat every team in the NFL. Mm. Listen to what they did to the Lions. Yeah. Right? The Lions are a top-level NFC team. Right? We've been raving about what they've sure. been doing with Jared Goff. The Lions defense hadn't given up 100 yards rushing in a game all year long, and the Ravens put up 100 yards on them in the first half. Yes, sir. All right, so now I was talking about how the guys around Lamar needed to step up and be more, and they did exactly that. I mean, he had the most yak yardage ever in his career, 196 yards of it. 
I think he threw for 223 yards off of 11 play-action passes. Mm. So normally we've seen this offense be generated through Lamar and his running ability, and he's showing you now that he can be that elite passer because he's always been that way. He just needed a coach that was going to believe in him. Anyone hating on him now, they're just being green for that. Yeah, you hating on him now, you just you just hating. Yeah, it's just, just, just seriously, you're showing your true colors if you're hating on him now, man. Honestly. And that's so me. Take that however you want to take it. You know what I love about this, though? RG3 talked about no one has rushed over 100 yards against the Detroit Lions. And in the past, we said, yeah, but Lamar, that's because Lamar had no, 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 no. Gus Edwards and Justice Hill combined for 18 carries, 110 yards by themselves at six yards a clip. Without Lamar. Did you, did you throw in Lamar's 36? But they both outrushed Lamar. Right. Lamar was the third, third leading yeah. rusher. Now, does that happen all the time? No, but to RG3's point, it's great that that can happen in a big win. Yeah, I mean, before that game, the Lions were averaging 63 yards in, in rushing yards allowed. They were number one in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Ravens had almost not quite three times that, but they just you know, they, they lit them up pretty well. How many yards were they averaging? 63? 63 point something. Gus yeah. Edwards beat that by himself. He had 64. Yep. So your leading rusher had more than what you were giving up. Jeremy, that was a complete beatdown. Do you agree with RG3, though, that that Raven team suddenly beats everybody in the NFL? If they play that way, yes. That's It's the best performance I've seen this year in all facets of the game. And, you know, we really didn't even get to see too much from special teams. That would be the one thing I would point at and say, I didn't like them kicking it short, but I understood the strategy of it. Mm-hmm. And trying to tackle somebody shorter than that. But, like, again, it was a damn near flawless, <laughs> flawless victory. It's like, that's what it felt like. So, if they play that way, that's why I said yesterday that I, anyway, I can understand some fans being disappointed because I think they're capable of playing that way quite a bit. And we don't see that all the time. Let me add something to it, Ed. If that game is 28 to 21 at halftime, Ravens could have put 40 something on the board. But because it was 28 to nothing, I think it was important for them to get that goose egg out of the way of the third quarter. But because it was 28 to nothing, they didn't need to score 40-something points. They didn't need to empty the clip. I I don't think they emptied the clip on Sunday. They didn't. They definitely didn't. They could have scored way more points than that. But as you say, you know, it became more important. The clock was much more important than the scoreboard at that point. Let's get out of here healthy. Yeah. It became a a scrimmage after that or a preseason game. Let's go to Baltimore get Calvin. What's up, Calvin? Rob, Jeremy, Kamesh, how you guys doing? Hey, man, man, long great, time man. no hear from. Oh, always a pleasure, man. You guys are still A plus. Thank you, sir. Uh, uh, Rob, uh, uh, I've been I've been following football since since 1960, uh, and I was like eight years old, and I'm and and I'm I'm 71 now. Uh, now this this doesn't have a reflection on the London game or the game uh, this week. About about three weeks ago, uh, I was trying to get in. Uh, somebody had had called in. I used to be one of the biggest uh, Harbaugh uh, critics, but uh, this guy over the years, man, he's he, he's got my respect. He's a B plus uh, a coach, and there's a reason why he's been around for for 16 years. Uh, the other thing is this, man, uh, uh, this Lamar thing. Uh, one fan called in about three weeks ago and says, "Ah, ah, he's a he, he's a he, he's a, a schoolyard uh, a quarterback. That's all he'll ever ever be." I know a, a Doug Whistle when I see one. That was the old Doug Williams from Grambling, not smart enough to be a quarterback. But yet the nation's capital's only Super Bowl 
his old, old, dumb, uh, <laughs> a dumb, dumb, uh, Doug, Doug Williams. Williams. Yep. And the other thing, uh, Rob, in the history, Rob, you always tell me that I'm a history buff. Yes, you are. Uh, a stat buff. In the history of the NFL, we go back to 1920. There's only been two players in the history of the NFL that's got unanimous MVPs. And one of them is the greatest football player ever, um, Tom Brady. In, in 2010, and the other one is is Lamar Jackson in in, uh, in 2016, and so you know, and, and that's that that's unbelievable. Now, can, now that, it, to it, me, it, that don't sound like a uh, like a playground uh, a quarterback. I, I think anybody that knows football, thanks for the call, Calvin, knows that he's not a playground quarterback. But I, don't, I think sometimes you got to take that Ed in context mm-hmm. because Mahomes is called that. Take it in context. You know when it's an insult. You know when it's not an insult. I'll give you an example. That touchdown pass, the one that you bring up all the time, mm-hmm. it's a playground play. It is. Mm-hmm. He rolled, He he toyed with him. He was sacked. Hutchinson had him sacked. He rolls out of that. You're yeah. not supposed to. You don't get away from that guy. Then you roll to the right. You stop on a dime, you take a step back to your left, and then you flick it in the end zone. You do that. That's a playground play. That's not an insult. But I think when the, the reference that Calvin was saying when someone called in, you know that was an insult. Yeah. You know, it, it, all things are in context. Well, I think all those things that when you heard people criticize Lamar on just intelligence, like we, we could sit there and watch him. I think it was the one thing I took away that I was pleasantly surprised by year one when they were doing that whole option thing, and it was just like run, 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 run all the time is that I, I felt like in the limited opportunities he had to throw the ball, that he read the defense fairly well and that he was going through those things. And it goes back to college and what he did at Louisville. Jeremy right? Conn, I think it's laughable that this, this sat town saw 11 years of Joe Flacco, but yet they question somebody else's intellect. I think it's laughable. Joe Flacco saw Lamar Jackson wide open in the end zone against the Pittsburgh Steelers and didn't know throw to him. Wide open, doing jumping jacks. And that was the last we saw of uh, uh, Joe Flacco in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That's the game he got. He got benched after that because he, wink, injured. Yep. You're going you're gonna to question somebody's intellect when you had 11 years of that guy. That guy, that's the same guy that Troy Palomalo stood over the line of scrimmage and said, I'm coming. You see me right here, right? I'm standing right here. Instead of Flacco checking out of the play, he runs the play. Palomalo disrupts the play, turnover, Pittsburgh scores. Yeah. But we question this kid, this guy's intellect. He had 11 years of that. All the time. And now this is the one whose intellect you decide to question. Miss me with that bull crap, all right? Joe has the encore. You don't want to miss it. Find out what we learned today on The Fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. After the end of a good fight, Deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I don't know that I own a flannel shirt. It's funny, I don't. And I feel bad now. Maybe I should. I'll buy both of you one. What size are you? Just order it now. I don't know that it makes sense to put me Joe, do you have a Joe, do you own a flannel shirt, Joe? He's, Absolutely. He's got a bunch. Eight or nine. Yeah. You don't own a flannel shirt, Ed? No. We got to get you one. One X. Flannel right. season, man. This is like. It's true. Peak, this is peak time for flannel. For white people. Plantasia. Plantasia. <laughs> what? <laughs> Plantasia. <laughs> really? <laughs> Oh, oh wait, see, let me think. You got them in red. You've got a white one. I got black, gray, green, uh, green and white, uh-huh. orange and blue. Yep. Are they solids or are they plaids? Uh, they're, they're some pla- are, the black and the blue one are solid. The green and white and uh, blue and orange are obviously plaid. Gotcha. Well, I guess like most of the people, flannel and the you know, most of the people in my vest. family have it. You know, wear flannel. I'm sure. Go hunting, go out in the woods, <laughs> rub deer piss all over yourself. Jeremy, I think your uh, family probably cuts the sleeves off of flannel, too. <laughs> There's a good chance of that. <laughs> good chance of that. I thought Jeremy was going to say, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> My family does a lot of things they weren't supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, you go. It's the, he's right, though. Joe's right. This is flannel season. I Going to the bar at Middle River on Perry Hall. Five out of ten people wearing flannel. People wear flannel in Manhattan. Their suits. Flannel great suits? flannel suits. Yeah, absolutely. I bet that does look sharp, though. Yeah. Well, you get yeah. so many white guys in a bar wearing flannel, you look around and you're like, oh, all right, I got to take this flannel off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like when the girl says, you'll never find another girl like me, and you go into the bar and every girl is dressed exactly like her. <laughs> it's leggings and a denim jacket. <laughs> yes. And, and boots and knee-high boots. <laughs> it is. Well, hey, 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 hey. Don't you knock boot season now. Yeah, I got a pair Fine of Fine with that. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I did, I did mean to say knocking boots at the same time. <laughs> don't you knock boot season. So can I ask a question about flannel? Go ahead. It's going to be really stupid, and I'm sure I'm going to make fun of is flannel the type of material or the type of look that it is? Material. 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 Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's, you know, that's why when you said flannel way. suit, I'm going, yes. Well, that's made out of wool flannel, not cotton, like uh, okay. flannel shirts. The answer to that question should be yes, though. <laughs> <laughs> the type of material and the type of look. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the answer is yes. It is flat. Boots. I love the boots, though. I'm not going to besmirch the boots. Boots are like, like you know, when ladies start covering their feet up again, that's like October. That's now. You know? But the only thing, the only saving part of that about that, Ed, are boots. Yeah, I do. I mean, fall is a great clothing time of year. Right, Jeremy? Sure. I mean, we don't do it, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, shorts and T-shirts. Fall, shorts and hoodie. Anybody that asks, I feel so weird every time like somebody asks me to do something. My first question is always, "What's the dress code? What do I got to wear when I go?" Because I, I do, I hate dressing up, and it's so funny. Like when you guys come in in the morning, like to, for me to put on a suit just to wear a suit for the day, uh-huh. it'll never happen. Like that, that will never happen in my life. Where I go, I feel like wearing a suit. It's funny you say that. Different context, but my buddies who like live in the city and all, when I invite them someplace, they ask me, "What's the dress code?" Yeah. I'm like. It's a bar. Yeah, but can you... It's a bar. You just don't want to look foolish. No, in a city that... No, a city has dress codes. Certain city bars, you can't wear Timberlands. Oh, I... Certain city bars, you mm -hmm. can't wear sweatpants. 
When I went to New York, I couldn't get into a bar because they said my jeans were too light or too dark. Probably too light. Too light. Yeah, that's what it was. Why? Said the jeans were too light. And it wasn't like... Was it it an upscale restaurant? No. No, it was just a night. It was a club in New York. There were a lot of them like that. Maybe, and, uh, he, maybe what he said was you were too light in the jeans, or <laughs> your loafers. Yeah, that's why. That's he, what. That's what he told me. That's to go probably to the, what he said. You think so? He told me to go to the meatpacking district. Yeah, is that right? Yes. Oh, okay. Now, time for you to find out what we learned today. Ed Norris, what you learned today? Well, we've had discussions about race and clothing for two days now. Yesterday, race and clothing. Okay. Mike Preston said, you know, white guys can't wear yellow, so when he's in next, if it's chilly, I'm wearing my yellow ski coat, Hmm. just to prove that. And, you you know, you talk about white people wearing flannel shirts. You know who's got the contract, whose collection it is on, like, NFL shop for plaid flannel shirts? Kirk Cousins? Darius Rucker. Oh. Darius Rucker. That's his line of flannel shirts. So I'm country saying. music singer. Yes. That's different. He's still, he's, he's black he's all black. the way. I'm not that guy saying, well, he's not really black. He's not black no, at he's all. black. No. He's yeah. all the Screw way. That. <laughs> Screw that. But I'm just saying, he's a country music singer, though. He probably he probably wears flannel. Just Hold on. He was a pop singer before he was a country music singer. Then he got smart. He was. He left the blowfish. <laughs> left the blowfish. That's all right. They're the ones collecting all the money. He ain't make all that money singing country music. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. He is now. He made a ton of money singing country He's music. He's not. Look, if you go back to Hootie no, was no, no, number no. one on Time that. out. I'm not saying he didn't make a ton of money with Hootie the Blowfish, but I'm saying don't underestimate what he's making as a country music singer either. Oh, no doubt. He's he, Which song he, did he write that's his hit? I couldn't tell you which song he wrote as Hootie the Blowfish. None of them are. The hits that he have are all, all by previous artists on the country. Like, am I am I off on that? Country is the most popular uh Oh, I music know. genre right now, so you just don't know country songs. I could probably name three or four country songs that by him. Yeah, he's, is he tearing it up, Joe? Yeah, he's other than like you're thinking of. Oh, well, he just covered Wagon Wheel, and that's the only reason people didn't know it. He he has like three or four other ones other than that. Yeah, he's he's tearing it up, Jeremy. He Wait, is. What's the one? Was it All the Way Black? Is that the one that was the big hit for him? Uh, uh, <laughs> today's a couple of national days. You're not in, you're not at Nation Day. <laughs> National Food Day, and today is, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to you, uh, I love it, I fry it, put some mustard on it, today is National Bologna Day. Oh, mm. I'm with you. What do you thought I was talking about? I was going to be Scrapple or something. No, bro, no. You, Fried did you, bologna. Did cut, you just meet me? You cut the four slices in it? Yes. Right? So it won't curl up? Yep. Mm-hmm. Get it like a little, little, little crisp, just a tad bit, yeah. put some mustard on it, and some... It's better with toasted bread, yes. not just, just yep. toasted bread. And, ooh, what you talking about? You don't know about that. How do you know I don't know? I you grew don't up poor. I ate fried bologna. I ate know. spam. I had a little bit of everything. If it was meat in the can, I probably ate it. <laughs> I grew up wow. poor as hell. <laughs> wow. You know, they call the bathroom the can. But anyway, what yeah. you got going over there? When my brother got done wearing pants, I put them on. That's how it worked in our house. We were poor, man. <laughs> Uh, I had somebody come to my house yesterday asking for donations for the old people's home. So I gave him my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) All right. uh, How about this one? (laughs) Just started my job as an executioner. I'll be heading there soon. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these are just really bad. My yoga. Yeah. My yoga instructor was drunk today. 
put me in all kinds of very awkward positions. Though that was the punchline? Yeah, you didn't get it? Yeah. No, I got it, but after a while, I'm like, okay, I thought we'd go someplace else with that. All right. My wife told me yesterday, you have no sense of direction, do you? That's when I said, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> and let me see if I got another really bad one here. That was good, actually. These are the ones. I've, I've combined a laxative with alphabet soup. I call it letter rip. <laughs> Oh, boy. That's all I got for you. Vinny and Haiti up next. Enjoy Taco Tuesday, folks. Have yourself a safe and wonderful day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.